Um, so I am a poet and performer um, from the UK. Um, I'm currently based in Nottingham. Let's see, originally from Ghana, West Africa. I'm a youth poet from Hamilton, I'm Canada. to a man from Zambia. Uh, I'm from Cardiff in Wales in the UK. It's in the United States, uh, specifically in Wisconsin. I am a poet and writer from Texas, originally in the States. And uh, I'm from, uh, of course, obviously from Nigeria. I'm from Texas in America. Hi, it's Hua, a spoken word artist and your host from Nigeria, West Africa. Spoken word is truth from broken pieces of our hearts that bleed from our pen to paper. Now I've searched for a platform to share my truth and finally decided to create this. Now I get to hear stories from different creative writers, speakers and authors from across the globe. We listen to their experiences and journey and what I've found out is that we're really not as different as we like to think we are. That my people say she goes sponsor my education And she they talk the talk that me they walk the walk Every single day that me they look to shop So if you want to chop you better check your boss Hello you guys and welcome to another episode of the Spoken World Podcast. Wow, it has been a while. And this episode is going to be different from all other episodes and the reason I decided to pick this particular interview is because I feel like everyone needs that little push every now and then, needs that little motivation, something to tell them that, you know, their time and their effort isn't wasted. I for what? I need that. I'm um, preparing to write my final exams 
after which i get a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering so yeah my life is stressed right now so apologies to all my fans to all my listeners that um think i basically dropped off the surface of the earth i am still here i am just so deep into studies right now and i really really do love creating content for you and um i've gotten some reviews um some people stop me on the road and you're like get off like that podcast model and i'm <laughs> i'm really happy that that happens if not for anything to be able to put, put a smile on anyone's face when they are listening to the spoken world wherever you may be um that definitely means a lot so um i'm not going i'm going to waste a lot of time this episode is going to be kept under 30 minutes um it's not going to be the usual 40 minutes because i'm just putting content out right there to let you know that i'm still alive the spoken world is still here yes um but we all need that little motivation and today the episode is going to be about rachel hessling so i'm just going to like read her brief bio Rachel Hessling has been immersed in the study of psychology for over 35 years. Yes, she's a psychologist and an author. Her father studied under the mentorship of Milton Erickson, considered considered by many to be one of the founders of the field of hypnotherapy. Wow. Today she applies his philosophy that we each have all the resources we need to live happy fulfilling and meaningful lives in her work with clients helping them connect with what already lives inside them so they can have a powerful impact on the world if that doesn't say you should be motivated i don't know what does so the name of the book is navigating life eight different strategies all right so i'm just going to read an excerpt from it c I believe that the real purpose of having goals and a direction in life is to give us opportunities to grow and evolve as human beings. Therefore, when it comes right down to it, nothing is ever wasted and no choice is ever wrong. We may not get the results we'd hoped, we may second-guess ourselves or make a choice that seems to move us away from where we want to go. And that's okay too. Every moment, every breath, is a chance to make a new choice. Every moment, we have the opportunity to pause, to come back to center, to seek guidance, and to take a step, regardless of how small, in the direction of our dreams. Sometimes you'll step forward. Sometimes you'll step backward. Sometimes you'll step sideways, looping around as you feel your way through the dance, learning how to navigate your life. Listeners, let's say hello to Rachel. Hi, Rachel, and welcome to the Spoken World Podcast. It's so amazing to have you on. Hello there. I'm very glad to be here. Tell us a bit about yourself. My background's a little bit unusual in that my father is a clinical psychologist, and as I was growing up, he was going to school and getting his doctorate and doing all of his training. And whenever he would learn something, he would come home and both try it out and essentially teach it to my brother and I. So 
I have been immersed in human psychology since a very young age. And I think the primary impact that had on me is a curiosity about why people do the things they do. Because you can see you have people that in what seems to be exactly the same situation, but one person will react one way and someone else will do something totally different. And I've always been curious why and looking at especially the stories we tell ourselves about what things mean can completely change how we experience our lives. Wow. You are the author of Navigating Your Life, Eight Different Strategies to Guide Your Way. What inspired you to write this book? Um, it's, this, is going to, this is going to come across as kind of meta. The reason that I wrote the book was because, well, I guess I've always been kind of a dreamer. I love thinking about ideas and possibilities and what if, and looking at all different types of perspectives and what would other people think of it this way, which all sounds wonderful, but I realized at one point that I wasn't actually doing anything. It was all in my head. I wanted to prove to myself that I could actually complete a project such as writing a book. And the process of writing the book ended up being my exploration of all of the things that I ran into when trying to do something with my life that was right for me. So these different strategies that I came up with are the result of my observations about my own life and the strategies that I needed to put into place in order to, honestly, even do something like finish the book itself. Interesting. What are these eight strategies yeah. I, one of the things I'd like to point out is the reason why I call them strategies and not steps is because it's not so much a matter of if you do this and then this and then this and then this, you're going to have a deeply fulfilling life. It's more of these are areas of challenge that you really need to take into consideration if you are serious about making a major change in your life. So there's strategies of how do you address each of these challenges. And the ones that I identified as being uh, most useful to me is I started out with releasing shoulds and other people's goals. That's the first strategy. And what that means is, first of all, get rid of the stuff that isn't yours. So much of our lives seem to be driven by the desire to make other people happy or do what it is we think we should be doing or be practical. And until you identify those things that aren't really yours to do, it's hard to move forward with any sense of passion. 
The second strategy is developing your big vision. How do you connect with the impact you want to have on the world? How do you figure out how to express your core self? The third strategy is identifying action steps. Once you have at least a general idea of where you want to go, what are the actions that you need to do in order to make it happen? Then comes the fun one, because the fourth strategy is addressing fears and stories. Because you know, once you start stepping out there, all sorts of things are going to start coming in and saying, yeah, but you really shouldn't be doing that, or your parents won't approve, or maybe maybe you'll fail. All of these different fears are going to come up. And if you don't have strategies in place to deal with that, it's really easy just to go back to the status quo. From there, the fifth strategy is monitoring your progress. You need to have that reality check of looking at what do I think I'm doing versus what am I actually doing? Am I really doing everything that I can personally do to move myself forward. And this also helps from a motivational standpoint, because if you feel like you're not making any progress, if you are tracking things and saying, yes, I've done this, I've done this, you can say, okay, yeah, I do still have a ways to go from where I really want to be, but I have already come so far. The sixth strategy is correcting your course. And there are two different areas that this kind of covers. One of them is when you get caught up in the friction of the day-to-day. Yes, you want to write that amazing poem, and you've been struggling with it, and you set it aside for a day, which becomes another day, which becomes another, and you realize, you know... I had set a goal to write something every single day, and I've only written twice this week. How do I get back on course? You need to review whether you've gone off course. How do I get back to where I had committed to go? But the second aspect of this is assessing, is where I said I wanted to go still relevant? Because I'm sure you've experienced, you had this great goal, and you're like, yes, this is really what I want to do with my life. This is where I want to go. And you get halfway there and you realize, you know, I have learned so much in the past, however much time, however much experience, that where I thought I wanted to go really no longer applies to who I am now. Therefore, it's necessary to build in that type of assessment on a regular basis to make sure that you don't just keep going only because you said that's where you wanted to go. You want to make sure that it still inspires you today. The seventh strategy is building momentum. This is very closely tied into the fifth strategy of monitoring your progress. 
because the idea is to build the structures and the habits and the support systems that will keep you going, even if you don't really feel like it. Because we all have those days like, you know, I just, I don't, I don't want to write today. I just, I just don't feel like it. It's like, okay, yes, but let me at least, I mean, I have one mentor who says the minimum is you need to write one sentence per day and that's it. And the idea is just have that habit or whether it's exercising, just something, maybe it's just a walk around the block or whatever it is that you're going towards, build those things that will support you and keep you going when you just don't feel like it. And I think the last strategy that I list, number eight, is something that I don't think people understand how important it is because I think we need to actively celebrate Celebrate the milestones, the wins, the small, the, the, the little things. We need to acknowledge it and go, hey, this is actually really cool. It's that little bit of, I don't know, little snippet of joy that we need to weave into the process itself so that we're not just looking at the end goal, but really appreciating the process of living our lives as deeply and fully as possible. Thank you so much for um, educating us on those eight strategies, Rachel. That was beautiful, really. When you talk about being strong enough, you know, when you, uh, we're talking about motivational things, and inspiring us really to go after our dreams. How do you deal with self-sabotage? Oh, that's, see, that's interesting. I think in a lot of ways, what looks like self-sabotage actually often has its root in self-protection. Usually, it's caused by fear of what might happen if we actually do what it is we say we want to do. And it, it, so, it, it sounds kind of complicated, but an example of it is if you actually do put yourself out there and you know that what you want to share with the world isn't what a lot of people think is supposed to be out there. If you put yourself out there, people may react negatively. You may lose things, whether it's friendships or risking perhaps financial security. These are things that are actually valid fears. When it comes across as self-sabotage is when we're not aware of the choices we are making. I'm not saying just barrel through things and ignore the fear, but I 
do think it's important to look at it and acknowledge it, and in some ways accept the possibility of risk. If we make our peace with a possibility, it's like, yes, I may lose this. If we decide that it's worth the risk, that gives us back our power and makes it easier to step into it. So that it, because self-sabotage is when it's on a subconscious level, but when we make a choice and say, yes, it is worth it to me, then it becomes much easier to move. The world is becoming a more accepting uh, place and you're encouraged not to do things just so you can fit in a box as indicated by society. But what about those who are, who are struggling to find their strengths? Well, this is something that I find interesting because I know for myself and a lot of people I know, if something comes easily to you, you may not recognize it as a strength because you think, well, everybody, it it comes so easily, then obviously everybody can do it. And that's not true. If you have a skill or a perception or an artistry or something that comes from your heart, follow it. Don't assume that just becomes because it comes naturally to you, that it is not a contribution. Because the truth is, if it does come naturally to you, that probably is your contribution. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does completely. It does. Because I I remember when I just started writing, I didn't uh, become a professional spoken word artist until about uh, two years back. I'd been writing for a while, about five years. And when I would write a piece and just show my friends, they'd be like, oh, how how did you come up with this? And I'm like, uh, I just wrote it down. It's easy. You can do it too. And they go, no, no, you can't. <laughs> then you start to realize that, oh, okay, it's not everyone that can do uh, particular things like this. And that's when I started realizing that I could actually contribute this way. Thank you so much for that. What do you oh. say to a universe that constantly tries to pull you down? Well, this comes, for me, it depends on what story you put towards it. Because if you look at it as the universe is constantly trying to pull you down, you could look at it as, well, I'm not supposed to be happy. I'm not supposed to do what I'm, uh, what I'm, it's not for me. It's such a struggle. If you look at it in terms of it's not supposed to be that way, you end up wearing yourself down. Alternatively, if you choose to look at it as honing your soul, as forcing you to really look at what is important, what is worth the struggle, what is worth the fight, what is your heart telling you you need to put out there, then you see that the universe is not trying to, it's not trying to suffocate you. 
It's trying to turn you into a diamond. Well, that just left me speechless, actually. Uh, this podcast is set up to encourage performance poetry and inspiring writers from across the globe, especially West Africa, and things can be pretty tough here. If you wanted our listeners to leave with just one message, what would that be? Your voice matters. If you see something, share it. There are so many people who who believe that the world is getting worse. And I don't think that's true. I think we are at a point of incredible transition. But in order for, it's like in order for the butterfly to be born, the caterpillar must die. There is great destruction around us, but I do not think that it is the end. I think that... There are so many things that may need to fall away in order to make room for what's next. And it is the artists, it is the visionaries who are able to create our new future. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for this insightful conversation. I've had nothing but fun since I started talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes, and that is the end, you guys. You know how it is, so no serenade today. Leave a review on iTunes, um, Stitcher, rate us, um, support us on our Patreon page. Send your comments to our email at thespokenworldpodcast at gmail.com. Keep in touch and keep your submissions coming for season three. It's your girl, Kua, from Nigeria. Bye.